Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Seamless 66, Whole Tree Theology, Connecting the Covenant Pages, a little blue from me to you. The Concealed Revealed, a little outline today, we're looking at counting and blessings and uh, murmurings in the tongue, but all of that encapsulated uh, with the title, if I could use, Miracles in the Measuring. Miracles in the Measuring. I pray that all of you are doing good today. I pray that uh, your families, churches, everyone is blessed beyond compare. And uh, we're blessed of the Lord, uh, traveling a lot lately, uh, state of Washington and uh, state of Michigan just as of late. My six, seven getting baptized uh, several receive on the Holy Ghost. A lot of great deliverances. We're thankful for what the Lord is doing. Diving into the scripture today, uh, we'll find uh, in the book of Luke, chapter number 24. And I believe it's verse number 27. I just want to say, in beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Jesus is walking with the two on the road to Emmaus. Emmaus, I think, being somewhere close to six, seven miles, possibly just west of Jerusalem. In our travels, we weren't far from there. Uh, But a good bit, if you're just walking this. And of course, Jesus expounding uh, upon the apostles and the prophets, uh, uh, the different things that he would be telling them, and uh, the, the things that must needs come to pass. And the Bible says in verse 28, and they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. It came to pass that as he sat meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, while he opened to us the scriptures. And of course, the Bible says they rose up the same hour, returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 gathered together and them that were with them saying, the Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way. I love that. And how he was known of them in breaking of the bread. And uh, that is so powerful to me. And they told what things were done in the way. What way? Uh, The way of the highway. The different truths that Jesus exemplified to them. Uh, Their eyes were still not open to what was happening right at that time. Of course, when he lifted the bread uh, and then he broke it, then they understood, oh, the Messiah standing before us. And then instantaneously, he disappears out of their sight. 
What a miracle. Uh, let me give just a little outline here, uh, according to what I understand, the death, burial, resurrection, the whole Passion Week uh, from the Resurrection Day, or I think particularly the, the uh, Pesach or the Passover. We've got the counting of the Omer. Uh, there is a specificity within the scripture that, of course, 40 days after that, uh, or within the encompassing of 49 days uh, altogether, uh, there was, of course, the 50th day after the resurrection, after the Passover. And that would have been Pentecost or Shavuot. Uh, this was the feast day, the agricultural people, the birthday, could I say, or the anniversary of the Sinai um, demonstration of lightning, thunder, and fire. Uh, so they understood the encompassing of 49 days. They understood the spring feasts upon them, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and then the fourth, of course, after the initial three was Shavuot, or what we would say in Greek, the day of Pentecost. But that space in between, that time in between, was the counting of the Omer, Omer being a measure uh, with the Feast of Barley here, uh, a, a measure of uh, this grain product that is somewhere around a quart size measured out. It would be uh, within this span of time, an offering unto the Lord. This would be uh, a product of the former rat latter rain that was happening in Israel Amen. And they depended upon the rains. And of course, they would have the, the first fruits offering of the very harvest to come. Whether we could get anything from the harvest after this was a good question, but we're going to give the first fruits anyhow. Uh, you talk about a tithe, you talk about a sacrificial offering. Of course, when that first fruits did come, the harvest was there, the plenty was there. Uh, Pentecost was really a celebration. One of the three. Uh, feast that they had to go up to Jerusalem to celebrate. Now, we can get a lot into the Omer and the measures, but I entitle this today, uh, the, the Miracle in the Measuring, or the Miracles in the Measuring. The story we just read about the two in the road to Emmaus happened after the resurrection. So they were literally on a particular day in the counting of the Omer. They counted this. It was a day of introspection or 49 days of introspection. It was like a journey, you could say, a journey to the place of celebration of the harvest, a journey to the fourth feast of the harvest. And so this checking our hearts out, um, I, I simply want to say what happened in that 49 days, or we could say the 40 days that Jesus was amongst and amidst them, uh, walking uh, to the, with the two on the road to Emmaus, uh, appearing on the seashore to Peter, John, the rest of them in, in the boat as they were fishing, uh, appearing to Mary of Magdalene, uh, Magdala, uh, saying, don't touch me. Uh, I've not yet ascended to the Father. All of this happening within the counting of the Omer. So this unique journey of Jesus loving, giving, providing, um, causing something, uh, you know, cast on the other side of the ship, causing something that was mundane and gave it a miracle. Uh, wow, the two in the road to Emmaus, downcast, our Savior died, the one that to deliver. We heard the tombstone roll in front of the tomb. We 
heard the sucking sound, as it were, of the nails that were retrieved from the wrists that were bound to the wooden tree, uh, to the wooden cross. Uh, but yet Jesus goes into the midst and give them, gives them a seven-mile Bible study. Uh, wow, uh, that is just tremendous. Uh, so all of these things in the this 49 days, you could again say it's miracles in the measuring. There's a miracle in the measuring. So in our journey of serving the Lord, so in our journey of living for the Lord with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, uh, between our cross and Pentecost, between an open tomb and Pentecost, let's not forget these days that we're in, literally, the days of introspection. So before Pentecost is celebrated, June 5th, before the Pentecost weekend, before the Pentecost Sabbath, before the Pentecost Sunday, if I could say, before that weekend, let's look at the miracle in the measuring out, in in the introspection of, of in, in, you know, looking at our hearts, um, uh, saying, Lord, I, I, I'm an open book to you. I, I want you to help me, amen, to be like the two in the road to Emmaus, to get the revelation. Like Peter and John, the Lord is on the seashore, and he's fixing to give us a, a wonderful lunch. Uh, you, you can't beat that, uh, amen, for, for a lunch or a brunch. And, and, and to hear the voice of the Messiah say, Mary, Miriam, uh, amen, in the garden. Wow, when our hearts were so distraught. You talk about encouragement. You talk about uh, a, a 180 turnaround. Uh, yes, yes, uh, he provided bread. He provided fish. To Thomas, reach in, touch. Uh, amen. Reach in where the nails were. Touch the nail scars. Reach into my side. He provided connectivity. You don't have to doubt anymore. Get out of the dungeon of doubt. Release your faith and grab a hold of what's happening here. It's so very, very powerful. Um, and, and what they said was important. How they responded was important. After a while, they said, did not our hearts were burn within us? But first off, they said, where were you? Haven't you heard about these things that have transpired in Jerusalem? And they're, they're talking to God on the roadside here. Um, you know, the, the fish, I go a fishing, just the norm. Let's go cast some nets. And of course, when you're distraught, you want to go get your mind off of things that, uh, you know, uh, off of the, the, the sweat labor of, of, of the, the mentality or the, the pressure of he's died. What are we going to do? Where is he? You know, um, we haven't contacted him yet. But yet, out of all of this sadness, amen, a miracle breaks out. Um, Thomas' tune changes, my Lord and my God. I'm simply saying what they said had been turned around. Shuv or teshuvah is repentance in the scripture. Amen. And simply, it's a total turnaround. And that's what they had in these miracles, in the days of measuring. They had a total tongue turnaround. They started talking about, didn't let our hearts burn. Wow. That's Jesus on the seashore. My Lord and my God. Mary said, Rabboni, that means of the one of whom I hold the highest esteem. What a change. What a change. A pure tongue. I, I believe 
amen, that James talks about the tongue is a fire. Uh, the bridle in the horse uh, is necessary to control that horse. Uh, amen. The rudder on a ship is necessary to control that ship. And so we need the Holy Ghost. We need God's help to control what we say. So in in this 49-day interval, in this journey of introspective, I uh, could say cleaning house and thinking of what had just been done, the death, burial, resurrection, the meeting of the Messiah that's going to happen, the crackle of club and tongues of fire that are going to fall, the wind that's going to blow, the expectancy of a Pentecost. Let's not speak indifferently. Let's speak positively. My son and I were shopping at a particular Bible uh, bookstore some time back. I grabbed a hold of an infographic Bible. I love looking at Bibles like that. Uh, a lot of pictures within it to just kind of give you a grasp of what some things had been said within the word of the Lord. All kinds of lines and graphs and charts. And if you're analytical, you'll love this. That's like analytical heaven. But infographic Bible also expressed the different things on kind of a two-page um, story of what particular sacrifices meant what to the Lord, a grain offering, a, a dove here, a pigeon here. But one of the things that were necessary to turn the curse into a blessing uh, from turning the tide um, of what we would find of someone that would be cursing to turning the tongue into blessing. Balaam, for instance, and of course, you had Balak in the picture. But from Balaam, which was fixing to curse Israel, turned around and blessed them instead. For that to happen, an offering was made, and it took seven rams and seven bullocks, if I'm not mistaken, a 14 bloody animal sacrifice to persuade God to bless instead of curse, to turn the tide. And the blessing did come. To cause God to go with somebody into battle, it only took one suckling lamb to be sacrificed. According to this infographic Bible, and according to the scripture, but you can see it on the page, the pictures of stacked up animals of what it took to, to turn the tongue around to make it a blessing. And it didn't persuade, or it didn't take much to persuade God to go into battle with you. You can find this in the scripture. You can find this in, in the Torah. You can find this in the Old Testament. And it's just awesome here. Amen. How God... He's just totally willing to go with us into battle. As a matter of fact, the battle's not ours, just the victory. He'll fight our battles. One little lamb. And of course, that lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Calvary painted the picture. Calvary fulfilled this. He was that yearling lamb to be given in sacrifice. So he fights our battles. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God. But to turn the tongue around took the greatest sacrifice out of all the sacrifices in the scripture in Old Testament times. So to turn the curse into a blessing. Think of it, Korah's influence in the Old Testament. Of course, Korah and his band got swallowed up. There were two gentlemen that were mentioned, two occupants of tents that were near Korah that were mentioned. They weren't Levites. Korah was Levitical. So the two that were not Levites had no stake in the game, but their tents were close enough to Korah, to when the problem existed, he rubbed off on them. Influence of association, um, or the sin of association, and they got sucked up into the ploy, and they also were swallowed up into the ground. So I never want to get my tongue too close 
to that which would curse. I want it always to be near the blessing. And so the two on the road to the Emmaus, their tongue was changed. Peter and John spoke differently when they were eating fish on the seashore. <laughs> and Thomas' tune changed. Mary, amen, understood right then and there. And I've got to close because, I'm, again, I'm taking this so long, so far, and there's just so much to say. But let's use these 49 days, the counting of the Omer, in between the feasts to get ready for that wonderful upper room experience. Pentecost, Shavuot, so that we have enough introspective time here thinking of the death, burial, and resurrection and the, and the price that he paid, an open tomb so he can fill an empty heart. And But while we're waiting for Pentecost, amen, let's speak as if the hands had been revealed and the bread was broken. The fish is on the fire. Amen. The hands are connecting to the piercings of a Messiah we love so much. Isn't it something they did not durst ask, I think the scripture says, on the seashore. What does that mean? Even Mary, gardener, where have you laid him, didn't recognize. Two on the road to Emmaus. Wait a minute, didn't they see Jesus before? They were in love with the Messiah. Perhaps the Beatites, perhaps the Mars, they could not recognize who he was. His visage had been so changed, says the Old Testament scripture. I believe it's Isaiah 52, 53. Yet, though they couldn't recognize him in his visage, when he broke the bread, they could see the hands. When they could hear his voice, Mary heard his voice. Then she said, Rabboni. Amen. When they felt heaven's hospitality on the seashore, then they said, wait a minute, we know who this is. You may not always see him face to face, but we'll recognize his hands, his gentle touch. We'll recognize heaven's hospitality and we'll understand and hear his voice. So in your days of waiting, in your days of expectancy, just before the fire falls, you'll know his touch, you'll know his hospitality, and you'll understand his voice. God's good all the time. Thank you for sticking with us so long on this today. Let's keep our eye on the sky. And until next time, my friend, amen, there's a miracle in the measuring. Count it out and count it all joy. Let every day of the 49 before that 50th falls on you be a time of miracle, amen, and excellent greatness, praising Jesus every way that we can. God bless. A little blue from me to you. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. 
We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, remain zealous over Zion.